I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys! Welcome back to Forward Farming! Holy cow, summer's over. How are you? Good, I'm just... Hold on, I gotta gotta adjust my... It won't let me adjust. Okay. I don't know if that changed it. It was really loud in my ears. Um, hi, I'm good. <laughs> what a journey we've had to get this episode recorded. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't have some struggles along the way, so welcome back That's to Bless true. This Mess. Are we, um, are we starting a new season? Uh, second half, second break? half. Yeah, that was just a summer break. New seasons start at the beginning of the year. Make it easier for myself. Okay, so we're on like season 4.5. Mm-hmm. Right? And we right. still don't have our shit together, so. No. That. <laughs> no. I mean, it doesn't help that we switched like, oh God, I'm dropping stuff. We We switched our recording platforms and it should be easier, but. You know, it, why would it be easier? It would probably be easier if we didn't use Apple products. I think that's probably our main thing, but... Uh, well, you know, my laptop is not an Apple product. It's just... Oh. I need to back them... I need to back some things up on my hard drive <laughs> so it's not so slow. That's a me problem. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a problem for maybe next week, but probably not. Yeah, it'll be a problem for like Christmas and then I'll still forget about it. Anyway, how are things going? Good, good. Uh, Kids are back in school already, which is wild. Um, Like it's September. I don't really know when that happened, but just a lot of changes this year. Just a little. Are you, I, I feel like I haven't purposely talked to you about it so we could talk about it on the podcast, but um, how's your job going? Good, good. It's, it's weird, like, being on the other side of things, just, you know, from dairy farming to, like, now being in, like, the, the sales part of selling milk and stuff like that, um, so it's a lot to learn, but it's been fun so far, and I... I kind of like having the experience that I have. Like, sometimes I wish I had more sales experience just because I I don't always know how to, like, I don't know. I don't have sales experience. Like, I guess that's the easiest way to put it. But I do have the experience in dairy farming. So, like, if you need to be sold on milk, I can do that. I just have to figure out how to... Approach it. Yeah, without being, like, a crazy dairy farmer i guess (laughs) so is it a little bit easier to ask the question what does a typical day look like for you now um not right now no so when i started it was kind of fair season um so prairie farms goes to a lot of fairs and like has booths and stuff like that so the week after i think i had one week in the office just kind of training and then the week after that was um dubuque county fair so I was working the booth at that. Um, it was super fun. Like it was just, I, we had a booth, we were selling milk, just talking to consumers, like answering questions and stuff like that. So that was really fun. Fairs are just right up my alley because I'm, I'm used to being at them. So like I'm comfortable at them. Um, so then I think I had like another week maybe of training and then, uh, then it was Wisconsin State Fair. 
and that was really fun too we had a big booth like just it they had a really good crew of people working and stuff so it was just fun um so then state fair ended and then uh i just kind of been working in the office i also went up to um so world dairy expo is uh end of september beginning of october every year and i never really knew that they had this portion of it but like i i know expo as a really big cow show really big trade show stuff like that well they also have a products contest Mm. Um, so they have, I mean, you can send it in all over the, I think it's, I mean, I would assume it's world, but country, I don't know how it works, like sending a perishable item from somewhere else in the world. (laughs) But, um, so I was working up at the, the products contest two weeks ago, I think now. And that was, it was mind blowing. Like they just had so many products. Like, and I, the first day I was kind of helping, um, count the scores up and stuff and then the second day I helped uh, I was helping at one of the judges tables and they were judging um, cottage cheese the one class of just like plain cottage cheese they had like 27 samples in it and so they had to like I don't I don't know how they do it I, I don't think I'd be able to be a judge I know <laughs> that's right? a lot like, of cottage cheese yeah not that they were eating it but like they had to judge it all and I was like how do you even and he's like actually cottage cheese is like there's good cottage cheese and there's bad cottage cheese like it's you know and then like with fluid milk and stuff I'm like it's white milk like how do you judge white milk but apparently they're just they have better palates than I do and they can tell weird things but it was really cool to see um just all the products and then there was like an innovation um uh, class which was really cool just like the random products that people are coming up with and stuff so it was really fun I really enjoyed that um now things are getting a little bit more normal I think um I have like one more week I think in the office that I'm kind of working on some stuff and then I'm gonna go start to see stores so my my um normal week I think will be like half traveling to stores and seeing customers and then half in the office helping out with some stuff so I haven't made it to that point yet, but that's that's what we keep talking about someday. So are you just going to grocery stores? Are you going to like different, like smaller stores and trying to get into smaller stores? Or what is like your sale goal? So one thing that's kind of nice and with sales, like I, I would never, well, I shouldn't say never because I might have to at some point, but like sales in like the dairy industry when you have to like like if you're selling feed or something and you have to like cold call farmers all the time trying to get more business and stuff mm-hmm. I don't think I would be good at that like I that's hard uh, yeah especially with farmers but um so with the stores like we're already established like relationships are established so it's more so of keeping the relationships good and like helping them out when they have any issues that come up and stuff like that and new product placement and things like that so um I'm sure like new customers will come along, but it's not like I'm going to be like going to random stores all the time. I have uh, quite a few grocery stores some like Walmart's, Piggly Wiggly, stuff like that. And then a lot of independently uh, owned stores. And um, <laughs> they're <knocking>. back. <laughs> uh, please stop. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Um, <laughs> They're it's probably Joey. 
rather just not get probably no i told him he was like did you feed cows yet i said no you're feeding them at 8 30 with the kids so that i can record a podcast <laughs> that's what we're doing today bless him um so yeah it's uh a lot of grocery stores in in uh independent stores um like gas stations pretty much anyone that carries prairie farm products cool yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, everything's going well. You like it? Are you are you happy with the change? I think so. Yeah, especially for like family life stuff like that. It's just everything's a little bit easier. Um, I don't have to wake up at the butt crack of dawn. Less stressful. Uh, I think that's been a like mental health has been a big thing that, and a lot of people have said that too. They're like, you just seem so much happier, Becca. And I was like, I look. I love dairy farming. I, I loved everything about it, but this shit's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's hard on your on your mental health, especially when milk prices are shitty and things are stressful. Um, so it's always going to be hard to, like, know that I – I don't want to say I walked away from it, but it's going to be hard knowing that. But I think at the same time, we've still got our farm here. We've still got – I've still got, like, some of my cows here and stuff like that. So it's – it makes up for it, and I think just family life and um, financial situation, I guess, is is just going to be easier, so I, I won't regret that. And your sleep schedule, too. I'm sure that helps having, like, a consistent – just more consistent schedule. Are you working, like, 9 to 5 now? Um, It kind of depends on the day. Like, I basically have been dropping the kids off at school at 7.30, and then I start my day. So whether that be going to a store or going into the office, um, and then I pick them up at 4.30. So it's – it's um, I'm sure some days will be, like, longer, especially if I have to travel up to lacrosse or something like that. But for right now, like, on a normal day where I'm around this area, I'm, I'm still picking the kids up and dropping them off, which is really nice. Um I've really been really accommodating with that. Like, I mean, obviously, I have three kids, and I, it was one of those things from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to have to, like, they come first, I, you know, like, yeah. But that's a non negotiable. Really yeah. I just, I, I went through the having to leave before they were awake, and, you know, I don't want to have to do that every day anymore. So, how much ground are you covering when you travel? Are you all in Wisconsin or do you have to go into other states? Like, are you mostly the western um, side of Wisconsin? Like, what's your territory look like? Yeah, western Wisconsin and then a little bit into Illinois. I've got, like, Galena, Illinois, which is, I mean, 15 Not that far, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's fine. Um, but, yeah, western Wisconsin. I think I go up uh, – is Altoona a uh, mm-hmm. city? Okay, yep. I think that one's my farthest – place away that I have to go Altoona and then um yeah all the way down um not quite to Madison I think maybe some Madison stores I don't I don't know we've got an eastern Wisconsin (laughs) I'm working with my hands here we have an eastern Wisconsin sales rep too so like yeah I suppose Madison's kind of like the split difference that would make sense yeah yeah oh cool that sounds fun yeah it's been eye-opening how and like how's a wardrobe that, change been oh my gosh so far it hasn't been like terrible i've i found some like comfy clothes i should like i haven't bought anything that's like uncomfy because obviously i but like some mornings i'm just like sitting looking in the closet i'm like you know when i used to be able to just put jeans and a sweatshirt on like that was really nice 
But uh, we have like polos, prayer polos and stuff. So anytime I like just don't feel like doing anything, I put a polo on and it works. Good. Yep. I just ordered. Um, have you heard of? I think it's like Halara. No. What is it? <laughs> it's it's a clothing store. Oh, okay. They were popping up in my Instagram ads. Oh, I'm you fell for such, an Instagram ad. I'm such a sucker for Instagram ads. I think it's Halara. I it's something with an H, but they have um like, uh, like comfy clothes, but they also can look like work clothes. If that makes sense. Um. <laughs> anyways, so they had um. You can, I could wear like leggings as long as I have a long shirt on or long cardigan or whatever. So they had um, some leggings on sale, and I got a pair of like I don't know, just comfy looking pants. So I'm all about the comfortable dress clothes. Interested to hear if it's a scam or not. Have you gotten anything from them before? No, <laughs> but I've seen it a lot, so I just <laughs> I feel like. We'll, we'll see. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I would like a full style review uh, once you get everything in. Try on haul. Is that what the kids are calling? <laughs> yeah, you probably won't see that from me, but maybe I'll send it to you via Snapchat. Yeah, do a I'll Snapchat fashion show. I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> um, I also was on um, Hey Dude. They were having like a Labor Day sale or whatever, and so I had to get some new ones for the kids just because they're so nice for school. And they were $17. That's not bad. No. So if Porter needs some, it might still be going on since it's Labor Day. Um, anyway, so I was like getting them for that, and then I just happened to like look at the women's ones. I was like, I don't really need any more, but I do wear them to work a lot, which is nice. Y'all, they had cow print hay dudes. No, you cannot. <laughs> I really hope that picks up in the background for everyone else. <laughs> Mom, can I come in? No. <laughs> Let me sleep for the love of God. <laughs> uh, so you got the cow print shoes? Not... So I got cow print, hey dudes, but Good. <laughs> I could. <laughs> can you hear her? <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we're just we're just living here, just living. Anyways, um, as it should be. (laughs) How are you? How's your um? Yeah, anything. How's the marsh? Good. We are gearing up for harvest in like two weeks. I think we're starting our early stuff. Um, the eighteenth of September. We're gonna be. Rocking and rolling uh, for a couple weeks and then have a little break at the end of September and then pick up again full speed the beginning of October all the way through. Um, it's hot. It's dry. It's a very dry summer, which is okay, but we're running low on water, which is not okay. So that's fun. We've been having to turn our wells on to fill our ponds so we have enough water for irrigation and for harvest coming up. So if we I also talked to Dan because this came up, I don't know, before the break, about what happens if you run out of water Oh yeah. during harvest. So apparently this has happened once before back, I want to say, ooh, probably like 
40 years ago, I think, my grandma said that the ponds were so dry that you could walk across them like they were dry, dry. So you would fill up one bed and then as soon as you were done picking fruit up out of it, you would have to run a pump from bed to bed and just like reuse the same water for everything. So it was just like, you know, you had to go super slow and do one at a time. So we're not that bad right now, but it's still very dry and we don't have rain in the forecast for like the next 10 days. So I think yesterday was our hottest day and today it's supposed to be in the upper 90s still. Yesterday was like 100 some and today it's supposed to be like, yeah, today it's supposed to be like 93, I think. And then it's supposed to be in the 60s (laughs) for high by like Wednesday. So if you don't like the weather in Wisconsin, just wait a week. No doubt. Yeah. I think so yesterday was in the nineties here, but I think today is supposed to be the hottest, and then is it come Wednesday? It's going to cool down, but it's not humid though. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like humid. It's like getting a nice hug, and then your skin just feels nicer. And oh, I love humid weather. <laughs> actually, humid's probably better for the berries, right? Like, because it mm, does no. it help with the water at all, or no? Not necessarily. It kind of makes it worse. So the way. It- <laughs> That the fruit grows. You keep grow. talking. I'll be right back. Okay. The fruit grows underneath the vines or like there's foliage on top of the berries. So when it gets hot and humid, all of that extra moisture and humidity just kind of stays trapped in the vines. And then it sometimes cooks the fruit. So it starts getting soft and mushy. So when it comes time to harvest that, that fruit is considered like not acceptable. So we don't get paid for any soft fruit. So like when harvest rolls around and we send our fruit in, um, we harvest everything, send it into the ocean spray plant, and then it gets dumped into one big pool. And then all that fruit is sorted um, and they test it based off of the color and then based off of the firmness as well. So any fruit that doesn't meet those standards just gets thrown out and you only get paid for the fruit that's like fully accepted. So um, no, we don't like it when it's hot and humid. And if it's going to be Um, super hot when we are harvesting we have to like hurry up and harvest so that fruit isn't sitting in the water and getting soft and mushy when it's so hot and we can't let it sit in a trailer for too long when it's so hot because then there's like water oh Winnie's back (laughs) so there'll be water in the trailer and then that can cook the fruit too so we like to be quick and efficient when we do our early harvest uh, just to get everything in before it starts to go bad riveting information oh hi i'm back Riv- oh purring purring she's a happy um, goyle someone let gracie in the house and then um she must have heard joey on the um side by side and so she's oh. like just barking, barking she's just so much she's barking. just excited yeah she's, i was yeah, uh she was like doing, why am i in the house i was doing a, a yoga flow this morning inside the house while everyone else was sleeping and i punted the cat like accidentally but kind of really hard when I was doing leg circles so I'm surprised she's back (laughs) with me because I punted her like across the room poor poor Winnie she just had her 10th birthday a couple weeks ago so old girl isn't as bouncy as she used to be (laughs) you kicked two lives out of her this morning (laughs) I, I probably did she's probably down to like three at this point so she uh Porter had his birthday on on Sunday, Winnie had her birthday on Tuesday, and then Dan had his birthday on a Friday, all the same week. So, 
knock them out. It was a busy it week. Was, I mean, yeah, kind of nice. It was. It was very stressful, but it was nice. Get it all over yeah. with. Your cake turned out good, though. Thank you. I was very stressed about it. I um, I made a banana minion cake for Porter's birthday, and I was fully expecting it to look awful, but I watched a YouTube video on how this lady made hers like eight times. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to actually pay attention and follow directions, and it turned out okay. So who would have thought if you just read their directions and followed the steps for something instead of just winging it, Man. it sometimes turns out? <laughs> it's fine. Minor details. It's fine. Wheel. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Um, I feel like we were going to do an introduction or like a reintroduce ourselves. Um now that we've just talked about our lives for a while. <laughs> if you're new here, hi. Hi. I'm Amber. I'm the blonde one. And, and Becca's a brunette one. If you want to like see our faces, like put the voice to the face, you can watch us on YouTube sometimes when the internet allows. <laughs> or you can head over to our Instagram and, and creep on us uh, over at Forward Farming Podcast. It's a good place. Um, Becca's over. Her Instagram handle is Becca Hilby. I'm over at Cranberry Chats. If you want to follow along, that'd be great. If not, that's fine too. We're just happy to have you here. Please, <laughs> but please. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's do a quick little reintroduction. I feel like we try to do one every year or so. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Um. So I guess do you want to go first? You're probably less complicated than I am at this point. <laughs> That's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, sure. My name is Amber. I'm a Hi, fifth generation. Amber. Hi. <laughs> I'm a fifth generation cranberry grower in a mind your own business, Wisconsin. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> really. But really, I don't like telling people where I live. Um, Western I'm, I'm a, Wisconsin. You can yeah, say that. West, West Central Wisconsin. I'm a paranoid person. Um, I have a two-year-old son named Porter, and my husband is Dan, and we've been married for almost five years now. He lives and works with me out on the marsh. He came into the family with no... Winnie's just laying here. <laughs> I can hear her purring. <laughs> She's rolling around. Um, he had no prior farm knowledge before meeting me, so when he when we got married, he came and started working on the marsh, I think like a year and a half after we got married. So he's been out here for a couple of years doing everything, um, which has been fun. Uh, I, <laughs> I had a little catch in my throat. It's been great. Um, my I live surrounded by my family. I'm looking out at my grandma's house right now, and my parents live in my backyard, so it's nice to have them so close by. Um, so if you are familiar working with family, I'm sure we can get along just fine. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know what else. Um, my family farm has been in operation since 1918, which is pretty cool. So we started with just 11 acres of cranberries, and now today, get out of here! Get your butthole. <laughs> we have over 250 acres of just cranberries. So we don't farm anything else. We can't really grow anything else out here, um, which makes it nice for cranberries. Uh, if you want to learn more about cranberries, I think I have, we have many episodes just 
related to cranberries. So dive through the archives and check that out. Um, or just or just follow me on Instagram. That'd probably be easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my my brief background. Distracted by my cat. Um, yeah, so I I grow cranberries and I grow my kid, mostly my kid right now. Um, ever since I had Porter, ever since I got pregnant, I kind of took a, a step back on the marsh and have just been kind of doing the mom side of things, which has been an interesting transition. I think it's been very rewarding, but very difficult at the same time to take a step back. Um, but I know it's just a temporary thing and I'm not going to get these years back. So I'm, I'm very grateful for the, for the opportunity to stay home and raise my my child. Um, and then I still work when, when I can. So like during harvest, I'll be working all of harvest. Um, anytime we're driving trucks, usually I get to drive dump truck around, um, anytime that I'm needed, anytime that they need full force, uh, employee, I'm kind of back working. So it works out and, um, yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a, new phase of life that's still difficult to adjust to, but we're making it work. So that's, that's me. How about you? This too shall pass. This too shall pass in a, in a fiery tornado blaze because he's (laughs) wild. (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. Holy shit. He's crazy. (laughs) Jack is kind of in that phase too. He's just mind of his own. I, yeah, I feel like I picked a bad time to stop drinking, but here we are. It's great. Um, hi, I'm Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi. <laughs> um, so I, uh, up until February, I was a dairy farmer. Um, I guess just starting from like when I was younger, I didn't grow up on a farm. Um, I don't come from like a multi-family generational farm or anything like that. Um, I started 4-H when I was nine years old and um, someone, some farmer came to our meeting and was like, hey, if you want to show cows, like come to the farm. Uh, I still have no idea why. Like, it's just all those things. I wish I could remember like what we were going through when we started it. Cause it's like, who, who's just like yeah okay let's do that um but anyways yeah so we I started showing cows when I was nine years old and just kind of fell in love with it um and throughout the years I just I got a little bit more involved um with 4-H and showing all over the place um dairy judging dairy bowl all the things just kind of grew my love for agriculture and so then when I went to college I went to UW Platteville and majored in animal science with the dairy emphasis. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I Before I like started college, I wanted to be a vet. I think like most egg kids, I, we just all mm-hmm. think we can be vets, you know. I, and then I went to my first chemistry class freshman year and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a vet. I, I barely got through that and I was like, I, there's a lot more chemistry classes I'd have to get through for vet school. So it is what it is um but i once i was about to graduate i had no idea what i wanted to do and at the time i was milking cows on a dairy in platteville 
and uh, my boss at the time was like, you know, we, they didn't raise the calves on the farm, but they wanted to bring them back and get them going. And he knew that I liked calves. And he's like, if you want to just stay here after school full time, like you could be our calf manager and just kind of build the program. And so I was dating my husband, Joey, at the time. Um, and so like, obviously I wasn't ready to move away because he is from around the area. He was never going to leave. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, try it out see how it goes or whatever um well 14 years went by i was the calf manager on the farm uh really good opportunity i was able to i mean i kind of grew up there like i started working there when i was uh i would have been like 20 maybe um so yeah i was there for almost 14 years i had my own herd on the farm i just did a little bit of everything on the farm which was it was really fun. It was nice. Um, went through a lot of highs and lows, had my kids. Um, I used to bring like when Sophia was born, I have three kids, I guess, if you're new. Um, I have Sophia, she's six. Uh, Joe is four and Jackson, our youngest is two. And so with Joe and Sophia, they both came out to the farm with me for like the first year. Um, and that was a lot. Um, farming with your kids is a lot. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard to like, to do what you need to do, to feel like you're paying attention to both aspects of it. So hard. Um, and when Jackson was born, I just, I knew that I couldn't do it again. Like I, I just knew that it wasn't going to work because Sophia was pretty easy, but like first kid, like it was just, you know, I don't know. It was just easier. And then, um, with Joe, it was it was fine, but like once it started to get cold out, that's when he went into daycare. Um, so I think he it was a little under a year. I think he was like nine months when he went to daycare, and then with Jackson, I just I don't know. I felt bad, like guilty that I didn't want to bring him to the farm, but also I just I knew that I couldn't do it. Um, but also with Jackson, like I I had a lot of anxiety that kind of came to the top like he I don't want to say he like broke me but it was like that was like the last crack before I had to start seeing a doctor <laughs> yeah you had um, a lot of issues yeah and I mean that in the nicest way like you had no, some yeah. things yeah I just after Jackson was born it was like I just I didn't want to do anything and I, I and you don't I don't know like you're tired obviously but it was just it was a lot and like finally I think he was two or three months old and I was like I need to talk to my doctor. Like I, this is not okay anymore. Um, so thankfully, like, I think it would have been a lot worse if he was coming to work with me. It would have been a lot more stressful. Um, but so Jackson went to daycare starting at six weeks. Um, I think I brought him to work with me for like a week because I had to go back. Uh, my maternity leave was like a lot shorter than I anticipated because mm -hmm. hashtag labor issues. But um, yeah, so I just, I was able to grow a lot on the farm and just have a lot of new experiences. Um, but this winter, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, that's probably the easiest way to, to say it. And I, I don't know, I think part of it is the fact that I was on meds and like kind of, uh, I don't know how to, how to put it, but I, I like knew that 
I didn't have to feel that way. And like, so the meds helped, but um, I just knew that there was a lot of stress and a lot of things that were happening that I shouldn't have to deal with. You had an aha moment. Yeah, I did. It was wild. I just, I like knew, and I had thought about it more than once over the years. You know, you just, you have bad days or you see another job opportunity come up and you're like, oh, maybe I should do that. And then it it goes away. But this one, it didn't. It was just like, I knew that I had to leave. Mm -hmm. It was, it was wild. I'll never be able to explain it. But, um, so yeah, I, I did that the beginning of January. It was like, right after the new year, I talked to my boss and I was just like, I gotta go. And he was super supportive the whole time. He was like, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't leave after you had Jackson. (laughs) So, um, that was, it was nice to, I think I didn't ever want to let him down because he did so much for me over, you know, 14 years. Um, so I think that was a big thing. I didn't want to let him down, but at the same time I gave him, I was like, tell me how long you want me to be here. I'll be here, you know, until you find someone. So I stayed another month um, and then kind of went through the process of selling cows, um, things like that. That was really hard, too, just because you spend so much time, like, building this dream herd of yours. And then it's like, well, what what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want them to just go on another farm that I wasn't working at. And, like, I don't know. I was like, what's the point of having cows if I'm not with them every day? Um, so I sold a majority of them and then I kind of was, un- I don't want to say unemployed for a while, but I, I brought the rest of my animals home. Um, we raise bottle calves, we raise steers, um, we've done direct to consumer beef sales for like three or four years now. So I wasn't walking away from farming forever, um, which I think made the transition a lot easier for me. Um, but yeah, so I spent from February to maybe like May just kind of figuring out life, who I was, catching up on things that um, that I had kind of thrown off to the wayside and stuff like that. And just working on me, essentially. Um, and then I think it was in May that um, this job position kind of popped up. Um, and so I kind of, I went and interviewed and stuff and, um, long story short, they were like, we can't really hire someone until July, but like, if you, if you, you know, don't have anything else and like, don't find anything else or, you know, like if you do, we'll understand, but if you want to stick around and wait. And so, yeah, I just, I kind of took the rest of like another couple months to just be, I don't know be present and like I don't know I just got a lot of random things done I started making the candles which was really fun um I haven't done that in a while just because it's been so hot and stuff like that but um yeah it's just I found some new hobbies I guess you could say which was nice and yeah so anyways now we're still raising we've got piglets we've got goats (laughs) um the cows um so the cows that I have here yet uh that we're still milking that I brought home are just nurse cows now so we've got quite a few calves on them which is nice the calves do really well on them it's a lot less labor for us Mm -hmm. Um, it's just the, the cows eat a lot obviously but 
it's been nice. It's been it's been fun, and now that we're kind of getting into the swing of things with school and stuff like that, it's I don't know. It's been nice. It's it's different, but overall, I I think I'm just my mental health. I've been a lot happier. Um, I was able to decrease my meds a little bit, which was nice. Um, so yeah, now I'm just kind of working on me and my crunchy mom era. Scrunchy mom, not crunchy mom. Mm-hmm. Crunchy mom. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. What has been kind of your biggest, I don't want to say life lesson, but what's something that you uh, appreciate more now than you did this time last year? Honestly, is, that a, I, is that a fair question? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to keep keep saying like mental health, but I just think if you're not happy doing something, obviously it's scary as hell to, to change to like, I don't want to say I uprooted my life because I, I mean, but farming was all I knew. Like, so in a way I did and it was scary and it was like, I had a few days where I just cried because I'm like, wow, I made the biggest mistake ever. But looking back now, it wasn't a mistake and it was, it was the best thing to do for not only my family, but myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's hard to like put yourself first sometimes, but it was, it was completely necessary. And so like on the days that I kind of, I don't want to say regret leaving, but like on the days that I just like miss it and stuff, I just, I really have to think back to like how I was <laughs> and think about how far I've come and, and just know that there's more to life than what you think you're supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all like, I think your biggest growth comes from living in the uncomfortable zone. Yeah. There's just a lot of, a lot of opportunities when you feel uncomfortable and it's okay to feel uncomfortable because that's where the growth and the magic happens. So I'm glad I'm glad you got to go through that. And yeah, I I totally agree that you seem much happier. You're just like taken down a notch. Just like your calmness is poking out a lot more and your happiness, like your genuine happiness is a lot more apparent than it used to be, which is cool to see. Yeah. So it's, it's it snaps. It, <laughs> snaps, Rebecca. It's something that, I mean, I did notice, but like not. I don't know, not a lot, but every time I get like a message on Instagram or Facebook and something and someone else says that, I'm like, that is cool. For someone else to see what I maybe not always, you know, I don't always see it myself, but like for other people to notice it, that that's got it. That says something. So, yeah. Yeah, you had cool. you had had a big 2023. That's exciting to see. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> anyway, so should we do oh we've been recording a long time we talked should, about today should we do um what what has been your favorite episode or two to date oh boy okay who was your favorite guest and who what was like your favorite just regular episode um okay so i really enjoyed having miss wisconsin on oh obviously. that was gonna be mine <laughs> oh sorry no that's so fine. 
I, you, you guys may know her as like Miss America. I don't know. No but big deal. We really need to. I, I need to message her. We need to get her back on as Miss America. Yeah. But we had Grace Stanky on. Um, she was Miss Wisconsin. We had the opportunity to meet her um, last November at Quick Trip. And she's just like, she is so intelligent and so, so smart. Oh my God. And she, but she's like, a nerd but in the best way like she's she relatable nuclear engineering and that's like her yeah. platform she's so smart and so, so kind smart, but like yeah she's she's amazing so i really enjoyed just getting to meet her and then having her on the podcast um yeah i think we talked to her like the week before miss america yeah like two weeks it was like very soon before she was miss yeah america. she was like was... getting ready to go and as soon as we got done talking to her, I'm like, she's got it. She's going to win. Like, no question. She's She's got this. So that's really cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite guests. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of great guests, so don't get me wrong. Yes. Um, I also, now that I'm just kind of thinking about guests, I really enjoyed um, when we had um, the B people, homesteaders in the... Hood. Yes. Yes. Homestead. Homestead. Yeah. Yes. Oh god, now I'm gonna feel bad. I know. The, okay. We had beekeepers on, and that was like our first season, I think, right? I don't remember. But bees are <laughs> so incredible. Interesting. That like you just think of bees as like something that like stings you every now and then. But <laughs> bees are <laughs> bees are so smart. Like Amber's died over here. <laughs> they just I did not know anything about bees before this before our episode obviously but these are just very intelligent creatures and like the the way that they do things so that is the way that they just randomly sting (laughs) you know why you get stung becca because you're sweet as a flower oh i don't (laughs) i don't know the last time i've been stung actually so that that hurts a little (laughs) uh bees are very interesting i we we rent honeybees out on the marsh and i just think they're the coolest things ever and the way that different bees can pollinate differently is is very interesting so yeah they have like backyard beekeeping in colorado um and yeah they like rent out hives to their neighbors to keep on their property because in colorado you can only have so many hives in your community or something like that. I don't know. It was a very interesting episode. We'll try to find it and, and relink it for you guys so you can check it out. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. I I feel bad for, for forgetting um, about that. Sorry. It was Matt and Sarah from Homestead in the Hood. Yes. Just so yes. I mean, I think I had that name right. But yeah, that one, that was a really cool episode. Oh, my gosh. Did you see? I was just pulling up our podcast on uh, Apple. We got a new review. What? On June 1st. <laughs> this is how often we get reviews. We haven't seen it since. Um, uh, it, okay, I'm going to read it right now before I change my train of thought. It says, praise the Midwest girls. I'm a fellow Midwest farmer and love listening to your podcast. I've been since it started and never disappointed. I enjoy relating to farming, mothering, and everyday life challenges and successes. Thank you for keeping it real. Creep. Keep up the great work and dedication, a farm gale. Aww. That's so nice. Thank, Thank you. you. We always appreciate getting nice reviews like that. It keeps us motivated to keep going. Um, the, okay, 
one of my favorite episodes, speaking of reviews, happened around Christmas, our first season. Someone left us a one-star review. And I don't know what kind... I was in a not great mood when we were recording and I was very easy to trigger. (laughs) And this review... I'm pretty sure it was a joke, but I didn't take it as a joke. And I ripped this person a new uh, butthole (laughs) and called them a lint licker for leaving us a one-star review. And anytime one of us does something, we call each other a lint licker or, you know. So um, we're so mature. (laughs) We're so mature and we try not to swear too much on here either. So I feel like lint liquor is one of the worst insults you can be called without actually swearing so um and i feel like if you're if you don't understand the reference i can't help you you're you're too young yeah maybe google it it was a (laughs) it was a commercial yeah um i don't remember what it was a commercial for but that was also kind of a cool episode i don't know if this was the same one but when we wrangled up a bunch of um small businesses and put them together for Giving Friday or yeah. Small Business Friday, whatever it was, and had a list of like all Wisconsin businesses and or just like small businesses in general um, to promote them during the holiday season. So you're buying shopping small instead of Amazon stuff again. all the time. That was good. We should do an updated one this holiday season. So if you're a small business owner and you have some deals and steals coming up this holiday season, let us know and we can we can give you a little shout out. Um. Yeah. Who else have we had on? Um, one of my favorite interviews, the one that I was most nervous about reaching out to, um, was during Earth Day a couple years ago. We had, um, if you're familiar with the Meat Eater show and podcast, we had Doug Duran on. He is from Casanova, Wisconsin, um, and he is just a conservationist and does some really cool things um, around white-tailed deer and conservation ship and stuff and we had him on and that was a really fun conversation he has a lot of really cool stories i feel like we recorded with him for like almost two hours i feel like we were recording or we had him on and he just like started telling stories and i didn't hit record right away and like midway yeah, through we conversation were, i was like oh shoot Boop. yeah we were talking for probably a good hour before we actually started recording it yeah so if you're if you're into that kind of thing um He's a fun one to listen to. I, th- I think those are probably my my top choices. Not to wrap this up, but I I have are your children escaping. Get... No, I just have someone coming to get eggs soon. <laughs> my chickens are fine. Not not laying very well, but Uh-oh. I mean it's been super hot, so like I get it, but. Um, yeah, I finally wrangled up some eggs for this person, and she's coming in a little bit. So, okay. Um, anyways, uh, we are so glad that you guys have chosen us to listen to and to entertain you. I hope we entertain at least. Um, but yeah, <laughs> four and a half seasons down, and I don't know. I feel like after when we started, I was like, how are we going to... Have how enough to keep, talk about. <laughs> yeah. How do you keep a podcast going for so long? But I, we've just done it. And it's we just, fun. We just go. Yeah. So if you if you guys have any topics that you want us to cover, whether it be farm related, mom related, life related, whatever, or if you have a guest that you want to 
have us reach out to or if you want to come on let us know we'd be happy to chit chat about it more so let us know um probably the easiest way to get a hold of us is either um through forward farming instagram page or reach out to us directly um i'm at cranberry chats becca's at becca hilby um and if you like us please give us a rating and review we we love seeing them even though we don't check that often when we do find them it's a fun surprise we, we just appreciate you guys being here. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.